Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And it's another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. Welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel as we broadcast live from Theo Luis's garage to the world because... We are twins, and we are doing it to the twin power. In case you didn't know... Because we're twins, we broadcast to the world, <laughs> just for that reason. Just <laughs> because we can, and we do it out of a garage. And for all of you who are new listeners to us, welcome to the twin power. You know, uh, the twin power uh, consists of twins in multiples. That means the pairs and the triplets and the quintuplets and all those. And you know, we and proliferate. You, and you too. And you too. All you, of you. You don't have to be a multiple, but you were multiplying as uh, uh, the Twin Pires multiplying we week by week. We suggest that you all multiply, that you enjoy yourselves, and that you have that you have um, uh, as much fun as you can and multiply, if you know what I mean. Is that Melosha? They can't get in the fence. There they come. <laughs> Here they come into Tilly's garage. Is that, what is what is Melosha? We will find out later today. <laughs> show, Did we pronounce it right? Is it Melosia or Melotia? Melotia? Melosia? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's pretty bitching. And they're going to be here with us in a little while. We see them walking in. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us again on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Check this out. Last week... We had a very a fantastic show, albeit a very moving and kind of a controversial show. And we thank you all for being part of it. Uh, there was a lot of uh, feedback during the show. There was a lot of feedback uh, after the show because, as you know, we are you know podcasts on uh, on on our webpage on TwinTalkCast.com and also on iTunes. You can search Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And download all of our shows or subscribe as well. So you can listen to us on your favorite gadget anytime you want. Shout If you're gonna play with Skittis. If you're gonna play with the gadget, make sure it doesn't plug in and get fresh batteries, folks. Okay? <laughs> Don't want anybody to get electrocuted. <laughs> but put us on your gadget. Shout In fact, why don't you tell us what gadget you listen to? The twins on. And if you have one of our bumper stickers, because I know some of you do. Slap them on something, take a picture, put it on our Facebook, and and just be cool like that because that's how cool you are. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We can, um, you can. Uh, there's different ways of listening to us. You can go on to uh, TwinTalkCast.com and listen to us there. You can also go on your gadget, on your iPhone or or your whatever Droid phones. Download Live 365. It's the largest radio network in the world, internet radio network in the world, and we are on there. You download it, put us on your preset, and you could be working out, 
making love, sitting in the jacuzzi, getting sweaty, and listening to the twins. Drinking a beer, smoking a doobie. Whatever, dude. Again, kicking it in the garage with rockers like Melosia. Melosia. Or Melotia. <laughs> Soon we'll find out. We will find out. But you know what? Uh, oh, was, I better take it easy, man. Yeah. Um, we have a great show going on today. Uh, today, as you've been hearing us talk about um, and promoting on Facebook, uh, fantastic rock and roll band, triplets hey how about that they're multiples too <laughs> melosha is in theo luis's garage tonight uh they're going to share some tracks and share us their story and as well we also have uh from showtime boxing jo- uh, showtime boxing sportscaster gus johnson is going to be calling in we're going to talk about that how did you put it debacle that that floyd uh mayweather ortiz <laughs> debacle post-fight debacle on hey, the dude, ring, in the I'll, ring all i'll tell you is uh my my respects to to uh larry merchant uh both fighters oh and but there ain't no hugging in, in boxing okay no no <laughs> and, and larry merchant indeed my, my my respects to him we're gonna have a little chat with uh with uh gus johnson about that in a little while also today um, uh, with the current events, our very own, later on, our very, very own Jackie Casas in the house. Right, Jack? Hey, guys. Okay, she's chewing on some. <laughs> she's eating food. Sorry, I took a big old bite of my hot dog right before. <laughs> Hello. Jackie, Hi, you could you? have a hot dog See, anytime. <laughs> Jose. <laughs> I always catch up on my dinner here. Sorry. Well, you know what? Welcome to the to our show again. Thanks for having Thank, me. Well, thanks for being part of the show. And you were talking to us about, what do you do on Sundays? Oh, um, I teach Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I work in the Sunday school nursery. How cute. Oh, I know. Me that. I love my little kids. They're so We cute. give back to the community, even if it is through our current events gals. Exactly. In, indirectly. And we were in their monthly newsletter. So, um, Twin talk, huh? Yeah. So it's on my Facebook. I'm do they listen to the show? Well, we're at Sunday school? You know what? One of the Sunday school teachers said, oh. I didn't know you were in a show. I want to listen to it. Uh-oh. Okay, well. So, <laughs> I didn't give them the, you know, warning. Maybe we'll see R-rated. if you still have a job after today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really sweet. So, shout-outs to First United Methodist Church of North Hollywood, guys. Shout-out. In the know-ho. Uh, uh, but, but let's tell our listeners about last week's show. I don't think we I, even told I them. was doing that. I did. You were, but I I think you okay, kind of. I did. It was kind of like a lackluster, you know. You, no, you weren't paying. It attention. never really. It never really went anywhere. No, you didn't pay attention. I very clearly said how pivotal and a fantastic show that we also had a great response. Not during, not only during, but after the show when people listened to it on the podcast because it was a nine eleven ten years later um, show, and uh, we had um, as our guest Mr. Brad Burlingham, who is the uh, brother of Chick Burlingham. Who, if you guys pay, uh, remember, he was the captain of Flight 77, who, which was, uh, as you know, crashed on that eventful day into the Pentagon. Brad Burlingham was with us that day, and he was fantastic. Also was uh, Lisa Deftari, uh, um, a journalist and Middle East expert, talking about where we are now, 10 years later, with Middle East uh, affairs. It's a really good show. There was some great audio and, as well. And you know what I'd like to say to our, our, our guests? Thank you so much. For doing that, it it, it seemed to be a, a particularly to uh, um, to Brad uh, to Brad Birdingham, uh Thank you for uh, calling in and for the nice words that you said. But everybody, when you listen to that show, also listen to the Chill Lounge at the end of every show. Okay, uh, my brother likes to pimp himself. So, ladies and gentlemen, no, dude, it's go the ahead word, and pimp man. yourself I'm, again. 
at the end of every show, <laughs> since the very first show, we have the Chill Lounge. <laughs> so please, stay till the end when you hear the nice, cool music. In fact, the music is provided by Candlebox, who I'm going to go see in concert mañana. Because Ciao. every show, just like Lulu, a workout. I love you, baby. Just like a workout, just like a good book, just like great sex. You have to start off with a nice warm-up or foreplay. Then you get into the climax, and then you cool down. And that's what the Chill Lounge is, a nice cool down. It's it, If... If uh, if it would be partially legal to do it, then it would be uh, given at a dispensary. Only partially legal. Oh, I get it now. Because <laughs> it's good for you, and and, it, and it's it's beyond anything else that oh, you, that's you have to get a prescription that's for. That's funny. I like that. Anyway, so that that's what's going on. What else do we have? Later on in the show, we're going to be giving away... Um, what are we going to give away? The Mojo Bluesman CD. As you guys know, a couple of weeks ago... There it is. The Mojo Bluesman uh, Tim Everett and uh, Kim out of Australia. They're busking, as as they call it. That means they got o- they got over here with whatever money they had, and they're busking, street performing for money as they pil- uh, pil- uh, on their pilgrimage to New Orleans. So you guys, look out for these guys. If you see these guys, go buy a CD and listen and enjoy their. And music. you can check out our show on their on podcast. They were they performed during the Connie Costas show. Uh, the title of the show is "Put Me In, Coach." They were our musical break, and they performed two awesome jams live here in Theo Lisa's Garage. Check them out a little bit. Of course, I play the end of it. So you'll have an opportunity to win the CD later when my brother says, Hey, we're giving away a CD. <laughs> you can chime in and uh, get a CD. And uh, check out the show with Connie Costa's and the name of the show is Put Me In, Coach. You'll hear them live. I got a sh- I got some shout-outs, brother. It's time for the shout-outs. Yeah, you, you know what? I want to give a shout-out to the Batos that I work with this time over at the uh, boxing. I worked with Arrow, Ron, Tobias, and Mike Manning. They go by the West Coast Hillbillies, man. West Coast Hillbillies? <laughs> West Coast Hillbillies. They got webos, man. I was at a at a fight one time where they, you know, they they all wore the same t-shirt with that logo in the back. The West know? Coast what? Hillbillies. <laughs> so shout out to you guys. And a little hillbilly music in the back of it. Shout. And uh, we got a whole bunch of new listeners. I wonder if they're here to listen to Melosia. I'm sure they are. Uh, Matthew Masterson. Matthew Loretti. Loretelli. Angela Pisu, Justin Barrera, Danny Leon, DJ Rhythmic, Efrain Lopez, Haiti Rock and Roller. Shout! I like that profile pic, baby. And uh, Ray Nishimoto, Steve Strain, Violet Coogan, and especially Joe Linda Mendez. Thanks for posting over and over that these uh, uh, cool ass rockers were going to be on our show, homegirl. Thanks a lot. Bianca Swift. Tell your man, let's chill, let's hang, all right? Mary Powers, uh, bloody Mary Powers. Go for it, homegirl. I know you'll make a good Coast Guard. And uh, Ed, Edmund Robles and Grace Vargas from BP. What's up, little bowling? And uh, MJ Vardanian. Rest Train and Ziggy Scott, they're listening out of Australia. Way shout out to our boys in Australia from Sunset Riot, the Rest Train in the house. And Ziggy, what's up? Cheers, mate. Yesenia Cisneros, hi. And a very special shout-out from Samantha to all the hairstylists out there. Keep doing what you're doing. You're beautifying the world, girls. And uh, 
This, uh, this and every shout-out is brought to you by Express Cuts. Because when you want to get your hair pimped, go to Express Cuts. That's three generations of cosmetologists. Just go to the city of El Monte, 10420 Laura Souza Road. <laughs> and so tell me, tell me, what is a cosmetologist? Because you always say cosmetologist. <laughs> you have to experience it. You just got to go to... It's, it's a cosmetologist. Go to 10420 for uh, Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. <laughs> <laughs> or you can call 626-7800928. That's Express Cuts. Shout! Express Cuts, because they make you look good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's that was a shout-out from my brother, brought to you by Express Cuts. Hey, bro. How What's was, up? So let me tell you. How was your week, man? Let me ask you. How was your week, dude? I had a really busy weekend. Worked the fight this weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk. What fight did I'm you? I'm digging work? it. El Canelo Saul Canelo Alvarez in the. Uh, he's up and coming boxer. Uh, it was fight night. Uh, the same on the same uh, pay per view was uh, Mayweather and uh, and. How did that uh, work? Ortiz. Explain that to the explain that to the listeners. How did it work? You were playing. You were at the Staples Center. Yes, it uh, it was an HBO pay per view event. Uh, but part of the fights were being uh, done at Vegas, where it was uh, Mayweather-Ortiz fight and some undercards. And uh, over at Staples Center, it was the uh, Saul Canelo-Alvarez fight against Gomez, who uh, Saul, so, Saul Canelo is an up-and-coming, uh, uh, very popular in Mexico and here now. Uh, so that was the, the ticket there and undercards. But the main event for both was Mayweather-Ortiz out of Vegas, but simulcasted or broadcasted cir uh, closed circuit at uh, Staples Center. It was a party, man. So how did it work out? Did they, sh did they show some undercards? You, you they, you, they had some undercards at Staples Center. Uh -huh. And then between fights, they played the Floyd Mayweather fight on the, on the big screen? Floyd Mayweather was the last fight of the night between both venues. So it was after Canelo's main, after the main event yes. with Canelo. Canelo was the main event at Staples Center, but in reality, the main event on both venues was uh, Floyd Mayweather. But they, we did fluctuate. We played some, uh, we, played some uh, uh, we broadcasted uh, one or two of the undercards out of Vegas. Which were big undercards, and it was exciting, man. You know, after the uh, after the Mayweather uh, um, Ortiz uh, debacle, uh, it was a madhouse at Staples Center. People were really ticked off. They were throwing stuff, and uh, girls were showing their boobs. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was it was something else. I bet it was. <laughs> so, so t t tell us about when you were working the fight. What where are you at? Where, what's your vantage point? Uh, oh, I'm, I work ringside. Uh, at every uh, every fight, uh, there's uh, two cameras at, at, that are ringside. And there's other multiple cameras, and each camera at ringside has their own utility grip, which is what I do. Uh, but we go in there before the fight, day before the fight. We actually run cable and set up uh, cameras and and all that kind of stuff. We do all that stuff, and then during the action, we're in the action. It's pretty exciting, actually. So uh, if you ever watch a fight. Look for me in between in between rounds. You might see me on TV, and you can. I would wave at you if you were ne if you were there. Just look for the dreadlocks. Did Just you look for the dreads, Jackie? Hey, did, you watch, did, you, did you watch? Did you watch I a fight? I didn't watch it because I refused to watch any Mayweather fight. But I did. Gay weather. I, pretty much. Um, I did see the like uh, updates. Uh -huh. Live updates, and of course, I heard it from my parents because they love boxing. Uh -huh. And I just, I, overall, even before this fight, I thought Mayweather was a little punk. Now I think he's a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big well, old weenie. 
we're, well, you know, um, the what happened at, at the fight after, you know, uh, you know, I think everybody would agree with you. I think everybody, at least most of the people that were there at the Staples Center, which predominantly are are, are Latinos. Yeah. Uh, Latin, but it's really popular, at least here in L.A., even the Latino community. And then people love Golden Boy Productions. Of course. He's always, he's, he's. Of course, and he's a local boy. Every, everyone loves him from around here. Indeed. But I just, it, it was just ridiculous. First of all, how did Mayweather end up with $25 million and Ortiz only end up with $2 million from that fight? It just goes to show that it's not the black people that are being dissed. It's the Mexicans. <laughs> I was like, what, 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 what happened in between here? It, he was just ridiculous. And then what he did to Larry Merchant afterwards? Uh, well, it's, you know, we got a little <laughs> audio about what happened afterwards. Let's hear it. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong audio. What? That's the wrong audio. It's here somewhere, I promise you. Anyways, uh, what happened? after the <laughs> If fight? I was 50 years younger, I'd kick your ass. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? They, they talked to him yesterday, and he said, I, uh, do you regret what you said? And he said, no, I don't. It's the truth. If I was 50 years younger, I would kick his ass. HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. You ain't shit. You're not shit. I wish I was 50 years younger, and I'd kick your ass. I think that was so great. I'll yeah. tell you what, uh, the guy, I, I just got to say this. Um, he knows that Weather, Mayweather's not going to kick his ass, so he's going to say that. <laughs> you know, because if he was 50 years younger, I doubt he'd say that, you know? So, um, what, what, what was going on when you were watching that on the, on, on the, oh, the, it was wild, though. It was a madhouse at the, like I said, I, I, we were looking away from the ring because we were looking. That's where all the action was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everybody was fighting. Pe- people were throwing Flashing. stuff. And then when people start to fight, then other people around them start throwing things at them. And then and the chicks start, it's pretty wild. start flashing their boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? To, to, give us, to give us a little, a little more uh, insight on what's going on, uh, from Showtime Boxing, uh, Mr. Gus Johnson, sportscaster Gus Johnson from Just, Showtime Boxing. Gus, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you guys. How's it going? Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on, on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We really appreciate it. What an honor. Oh, no, man. It's, uh, it's an honor for me to be on you guys' show. Listen, listen. My brother, I have, I have not had the uh, fortune to meet you, but my brother speaks very highly of you in person. I've seen your work, of course, uh, being a boxing aficionado. But the first thing I got to say, I mean, I've been... I worked a lot of fights, and I thought the worst thing that ever happened in boxing since the phantom punch of Cassius Clay was was the fight that turned to a bite with Mike Tyson. <laughs> and then I saw this happen this week uh, where uh, Mayweather sucker punches uh, Ortiz. What do you think of that? Well, you know, I mean, the referee always tells you to protect yourself at all times. And, uh, you know, I think Floyd is a, is a classic in that regard. I mean, I think that he's the kind of guy that is not about, uh, you know, tapping gloves at the beginning of rounds or hugs or any of those kind of things. He's a fighter. And uh, I think that Ortiz learned a very valuable lesson um, in this fight. And, I, and I'm sure that it's going to help him as he his career continues. Well, let me ask you, uh, Gus. So you're saying, obviously, he, it, technically he didn't do anything wrong is what you're saying. But you're also saying, it sounds to me that ethically he did nothing wrong. Is that what, you're, what you think in your, in your point of view? I don't think Floyd did anything wrong, period, whether it be ethically or uh, any other kind of way. You know, he was a fighter. He's a fighter. He was in there to fight. 
Um, he wasn't in there to hug and, you know, accept apologies. And he went out and he did his job. And uh, Ortiz left himself vulnerable, and that was his fault. Maybe he should have offered him a beer instead of a hug, huh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Gus, uh, so uh, up to that to that point of the of the the fourth round, uh, how do you think the fight went? Uh, was it uh, was it on both sides? What do you think? You know, I thought Ortiz was being competitive. I thought Floyd was figuring him out and getting ready to, you know, turn up the the heat on him. But I, I think up until that point, you know, I thought Floyd uh, definitely controlled the fight. But Ortiz showed great aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the headbutt was something that uh, irritated Floyd. And I think that's one of the reasons that he did he wasn't so accommodating mm-hmm. toward Ortiz, and uh, the fight ended up uh, the way it ended up with Ortiz getting knocked out by leaving himself vulnerable by trying to be apologetic. Mm-hmm. What's your take on on Floyd's uh, assertion that uh, to Larry Merchant that he never got respect from him and that he should probably go get another interviewer? What's your take on that? Does Floyd? Does Mayweather have anything to stand on when it comes to that? Well, you know, Larry Merchant has been um, a renowned, he has been an accomplished boxing commentator for longer than I've been alive. If you look at the pictures of the of, of uh, Ali and Liston in Lewiston, Maine, you can see Larry Merchant as a young man ringside. So I think that Larry Merchant... Um, has some very valid points in his assessment of Floyd, and I think what his what his main gripe with Floyd is is that he doesn't always fight a hundred percent. You know, because Floyd is such a brilliant fighter, he's so talented, he knows what he can do, he knows how he can, you know, limit his movements and limit his actions so that he doesn't have to risk a lot. And I think that's what Larry Merchant. Um, that's what bothers Larry more than anything is that Floyd doesn't take the kind of risks that the great fighters of his era uh, would go out and take. And I would agree with him on that point, but at the same time, you know, my disagreement on that point will be that Floyd doesn't have to do those things. He doesn't have to fight those brutal uh, Rocky Marciano-type fights because he's so much more talented and gifted than any other fighter that he faces. Charlie, he shouldn't say anything, man. Floyd is bigger than him, man. <laughs> so, so what? What is um, now? Uh, the, here's the tables that turn. Okay, Ortiz is the one who th- he throws down the um, throws down the, uh, the the so-called sucker punch to Floyd Mayweather. Okay, Gus Johnson is on the post game uh, post fight interview with Ortiz on the canvas. Ortiz gives Gus Johnson a bunch of crap about not getting respect from Gus Johnson. Does Gus Johnson challenge him to a fight like Larry Merchant? <laughs> well, first of all, that's an interesting scenario, but that scenario would never exist because Floyd would never try to hug somebody in the ring <laughs> or kiss somebody in the ring. You know, he's in there to fight, and that's what he does, and he would never, um, you know, lower his standards to try to be accommodating to some kind of opponent if a foul had taken place. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if that situation were to happen and uh, I were to be challenged by Floyd Mayweather or um, Ortiz, the first thing I would say would be 
please hit me so I can sue you because <laughs> I would love to get ten to twenty million dollars. <laughs> smart, very smart. Hey, any more questions, brother? Yeah what what do you think would have happened if the if the fight would have continued? Did you have a already a uh, did prediction? You have a prediction. Well, Floyd Mayweather is the best fighter in the world. He's the best fighter of his generation. Um, I think that eventually Ortiz would have either gotten knocked out or lost by unanimous decision. Um, Floyd Mayweather, there's nobody that's even close to uh, coming to, you know, there's nobody out there in boxing from a pound-for-pound perspective that, in my opinion, is even close to Floyd. He's undefeated, um, never lost a fight never even had a draw in a fight. Mm-hmm. So Floyd Mayweather is the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world to me. He has been for the last 10 years. He will continue to be, I believe. Um, and it's, um, and as all of us, I'm looking forward to the day where we can finally get into the ring with Manny Pacquiao uh-huh. uh, to prove that to the world. Well, right well, we look forward to that, and hopefully you'll be there ringside. And uh, we, we thank you so much for being on the radio with us. Uh, uh, Mr. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gus Johnson, thank you so much, Gus. Thank you, D- Gus. Hey, guys, thanks for having me, man. Anytime you need me, just uh, give me a call, okay? Thanks a lot. Right on, bro. Well, so there you have it. Gus Johnson he wants made to get a prediction. sued by, <laughs> he wants to get sued by Floyd Mayweather. <clears throat> no, the opposite. The other way around. But he made a prediction. He said if uh, he would love to see the opportunity uh, uh, Pacquiao on him fight so that he would prove that he is the best fighter in the world. That, to me, sounds like he believes that he that uh, Mayweather would win that fight. Well, I, obviously, he said he said he thinks Mayweather is the best fighter pound for pound, pound in the world pound. right now. But isn't, like, I've never seen Pacquiao in prison. Isn't he, like, really short? Manny Pacquiao is a freaking firecracker of a fighter. If, if you, the thing about Manny Pacquiao is he's so quick. And fast, and well, that's a re- I'm re- being redundant. He's quick and energy. He doesn't lose energy, you know. And he's amazing. I- I'd like I've to see that. I've been told that. I think that's the fight. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. As you smoke a doobie, I- I'd really hard <laughs> find that hard to believe, brother. You wouldn't know. <laughs> Anyways, Shit. so I know that Jackie Cassis is chomping in the bit over there to show <laughs> to tell us. <laughs> That she believes uh, Mayweather is not the best fighter pound, pound for pound. But we are not going to delve into that. We're going to delve into the current events with Jackie Casas. Ladies and gentlemen, the current events with Jackie Casas. Yay. Ciao. Only we have Jackie Casas here. Mm-hmm. So what's up, Jackie? How was your week? How you been? Um, you know what? My week has not been that lovely. Oh, no. <sighs> no, it hasn't. I've been fostering this puppy. And oh. I literally had him, had her for a week and a half. What's a puppy? Fostering a puppy? Yeah, I'm just in... Do you get a check for that, like if you were fostering no, kids? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just taking care of a puppy that my friend's mom found out on the streets. She's uh. adorable, beautiful, and super sweet. She's a puppy, and I'm trying to find a home for her. And within four days, she got bitten by a dog and has Parvo, which... Oh, no. In case you no, guys didn't know, don't. Parvo is a deadly virus for puppies and, oh my and god it is and you know what that's probably why it was in the street maybe someone knew and got rid of it so i don't know it's apparently symptoms come out within seven to ten days that's terrible after. poor thing so it's i've been literally living at an well, animal hospital well post a days. picture and maybe some one of the uh, yeah. listeners will uh, i i i she's right now she's getting she's incubated she's getting some medicine so hopefully uh, she'll get better and then i can find her a home soon she's adorable oh poor thing um, so thing. yeah, other 
than that, it's been a okay weekend. That's what you get for picking up a mutt in the street, man. Angel, why are you always ruffling papers? Baby, you could pick me up anytime in the street. <laughs> no, he's got more than Parvo, baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so yes, oh, so yes. what's going on with current events, okay. my dear? Um, so we've got a pretty interesting news week that we have. So we're going to start off with Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Oh, yeah. Historic day today. Officially, after 18 years of this policy standing, it's over. And Don't Ask, Don't Tell, of course, was uh, signed by Bill Clinton. What is over? Don't, don't ask, don't tell is the policy of the in the military. If you are gay, they won't ask you, so don't tell us. Okay. So officially, you cannot serve as a gay person in the military, but because you're not going to tell us that you're gay or lesbian, you're not going to get busted. Okay, so that's taken away now? So now don't ask, don't tell doesn't exist. Now it is you can openly serve. Yes, now you can openly serve. However, when we had don't ask and tell, of course, it's very controversial. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> It was very controversial <laughs> because, you know, it didn't allow service uh, members to, you know, be open and they're fighting for our country. Don't be open, okay? Don't be <laughs> you have to be their- erect. No, no, don't be erect either. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's the opposite of at ease? At attention. At attention. There you go. <laughs> no, no pun intended there. <laughs> That's, baby, I'm standing at attention. Actually... <laughs> So th- this um, so this policy is done with now, which a lot of service members are very excited about because um, now they can be open about it during their service. And a lot of supporters of the LGBT community are very excited because this could send a precedent, obviously, LBGT. for other policies. Could, lesbian, could, gay, gay oh. and transgender, brother. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. I could see the, the red carpet it? now, man. Pink uniforms. <laughs> Did. Well, this is a problem, though. This policy is We're only <laughs> this policy only affects with the president. So, if the next president comes in, oh, and really? wants it's, to remove oh, it, it can be it can it can be reupholed. I did not know oh, that. So, it's only yeah. for the duration of Obama's term, which we know Obama was a big supporter of removing. So, the so it now. sounds very. So then it sounds uh, disingenuous to me. It sounds like right? Obama says, "Hey, I'm having trouble." Here, I may not be elected next year because I, uh, a lot of people aren't working. Maybe I should pander to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender vote. Uh, maybe uh, he just believes. Why in not? It. Why no? If you believe in it, then make it a make it a constitutional right. Yeah, you know. Well, if he does, he, that, that but goes, then you have to go through the su- Supreme Court. What, whatever. If he believes in it, he should do it. He crammed health insurance down our throats and 50% all of Americans didn't care about hey, it. Hey, dude, all I know is I don't want to go anywhere near the court. <laughs> but so, yeah, well, you know, I can understand. <laughs> My point is, it sounds very disingenuous. If a president or a leader of a country really believes in something, they would put it down as, they would make an effort to make it down, put it down as legislation. Yeah. Not just as a, um, you know, these, these are the rules while I'm the dealer at the table. Yeah. You know? It, and then when you deal, you can you can call the shots. Pass me with them Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's next? Um so yeah, so that's that's over now and we'll see if that continues into the next presidency. Well, the next presidency is going to see a, a Republican in the uh, uh, as a president because uh this president has been uh really slacking. The next president's not going to get my vote. The last president didn't either. That's because you don't. That's because you don't vote. You can. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's going on next? So next that happened, a big deal in the Hollywood industry this weekend was Emmys. The Emmys in the house. The Emmys is the television awards that happens every year. It was hosted by Jane Lynch, who appears in uh, Glee. And um, we had a couple I, of interesting things happen during the Emmys. I, first of all, I saw the opening act. I saw That's all I watched of the Emmys this year. Uh-huh. Last year I was at the Emmys, but this year um, I just watched the opening act. She was pretty good. There was nothing spectacular about her intro. It was kind of a, you know, you felt good for her. Yeah. More, more than anything, I don't think I was totally entertained by the opening act, but I felt good and happy for her because she, she got the opportunity to to host – and yeah. have this great opening. I still think that, like the Oscars, the, the best host is Billy Crystal. And if he could do all the Oscars and the Golden Globes and, and, the, and the Emmys, maybe more people would watch it because he's the best. <laughs> you know, on Taxi, he was telling everybody, don't ask, don't tell. Uh, on Taxi? Yeah. No, he wasn't. He, yeah, was... He, he was the gay one on Taxi no. that was in the closet. No, that was, uh, that was, he was not on Taxi. That was on Soap. Okay. And he was on soap, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was the gay one that was in the closet. Yeah. He was because it was, you know, socially not as acceptable as it is now. Right. Well, okay. That's cosmic. <laughs> so, oh. a couple of disappointments was um, Steve Carell, who's from The Office. He's not on, the, he's done with The Office. He's not on this season. I know, he's fantastic. He was nominated. He's hilarious. He's great, but he didn't win, actually. Um, the dude from Friday Night Lights ended up winning, actually. Yeah, they, you, you, the people thought that he'd get the sentimental vote because yeah. he's. He, he... And he did an amazing job. He was on the show for like six years, six seasons. Um, so, he didn't win. The other disappointment was Ed O'Neill from Modern Family. Who um, who just got a star on the on, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yeah, he didn't win either. That's Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Al Show. Bundy, who's in Married with Children forever, and of course we all know that show. He didn't win either. <laughs> um, but Modern Family and um, Mad Men were the main uh, trophy winners. They did really really well. And uh, um, my uh, let me tell you about my uh, Grammy or what was it Emmy Emmy experience? I was there. I was at the Emmys. Okay. And, this year? Uh, this year, this year. I was oh. a, at the red carpet. And, uh, okay. So I went. You were standing behind the people that were standing behind the bleachers at the red carpet. <laughs> no, no, it's not it. He was on the street. <laughs> My girl, she does, she loves to do the star. She's never really done any kind of celebrity watching. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's like, come on, let's go. I was kind of tired from the night before. He's like, come on, I know you can ha- do something. So we went. And we get there. And uh, we're, first we had dinner and shit. And then, and then I called my buddy who's working there so we get into the red carpet and we're kicking it and it and angelina jolie and uh what's the guy she's with brad pitt, brad pitt. <laughs> brangelina <laughs> there you go they're walking and the cameraman's like right in front of them you know how they kind of run in front of them right and they're walking like a, as a couple right i thought they weren't together they're, they're still together right? yeah they're still yeah. together and they're walking right and we're like Look, ch- check it out it's it's whatever and uh but I couldn't, uh, to me, I was like, is that really them? <laughs> or was it a look like? I, and she had the tattoos. He told her, I mean, it she was hot. could have been a decoy. They do do that. They do that. And I, I, I mean, to this, till now, I, I, I wish I would have stopped them. I should have just stopped them and just said, hey, are you really you? You know what happens to me all the time when I walk in the street? People always stop me and they think I look like Brad Pitt. Oh, it's so annoying. I see that. You know what's annoying is when they think I look like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that was my experience this weekend. So another interesting situation that happened at the... I'm confusing now. At the Emmys. Emmys. 
Um, Charlie Sheen made uh, an interesting little uh, comment on the (laughs) Emmys, and we actually have some sound from what he said. Let's hear it. Really? What do you say? I want to take a moment to get something off my chest and say a few words to everybody here from Two and a Half Men. From the bottom of my heart, I wish you nothing but the best for this upcoming season. Now, that was something else you would expect. A lot of people thought he was joking or something. We spent eight wonderful years together, and I know you will continue to make great television. Now, when he said that part, I think he got kind of choked up. He looked no, like he was kind of getting He was taking up. a shot, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Now, the interesting thing is, for those of you who do, who've been sleeping under, living under a rock for the past couple of years, <laughs> Charlie Sheen was the highest-paid actor in television, and then he sort of self-destructed, and then just totally, just totally demolished everybody who who made decisions at CBS and got himself fired from uh, his hit show Two and a Half Men. And just was it last night that the premiere came out, or the night before the new? Two and a half men came out with Ashton Kutcher as as taking over his his uh, his role. Dude, Ashton Kutcher is going to be known for that now. He took freaking uh, what's her name from Bruce Willis and now took three and a half men. Well, he also challenged. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't invite him to your parties, eh? He'll be walking around away with your chick and your beer. Shit. Well, it definitely made the audience kind of awkward. Like if you watch that, means it was kind of awkward, and there have been some comments that it was like. People were very hesitant because he was kind of like, are you for real? It, it was just an awkward moment kind mm-hmm. of of the Emmys. But at least he extended his uh, olive branch. and I thought he was going to jump uh, out with... Good choice of words. I thought he was going to say it. that and, and he was going to come out with winning or something <laughs> ridiculous. I thought, something too, I thought he would say something kind of like funky. And he didn't. He seemed kind of nice. I, I'd like to give another tidbit of news for uh, the current events. Okay. It's not very current, but 28 years ago this week, Kiss unmasked for the first time to the world. Wow. On MTV, on national television. On national television, they unmasked themselves um, for kicking off the Lick It Up album. You should have told me. Still kick ass. I would have been playing their music right now, dude. He should have told you. You should know <laughs> I don't that have shit. a huge uh, like knowledge of Kiss, sorry. But so for how long were they like? Mask, like for how long they performed, did interviews and everything with it's, their mask on for it, how long? Fifteen years. It's ironic because wow. they they were performing. They were they they spent more time without makeup than with makeup. And they had some great years. You got to check out some of their stuff when they ha- didn't have their makeup during the nineties. You think about the nineties, you think about grunge, but you they, but you also had the uh, the hair bands like uh, I don't know. Like Bon Jovi and all those that were very successful tours around that time, but leading the way was Kiss. They were uh, constantly benchmarking, but people don't realize it because they think uh, makeup, which is really what gives them all the longevity as well now. Because now they well, are back in makeup. They they performed for thirteen or fourteen years without make with makeup, <laughs> and we chased them and we met them at hotels, and, and you got thrown out by the thrown around by their. <laughs> Their bodyguard. The bodyguard threw me around one time. We went to their uh, the videotaping of one of their saw uh, one of their songs videos, and I snuck into the trailer area where the um, where they were uh, you know makeup and everything. And Andre, their big sixty, I mean three hundred pound, six foot something, um, Samoan 
You see him on all the videos. Oh, he's Samoan. He totally threw me in from one trailer to the next. It was crazy. Here's Kiss. Okay. The boys from Melosha are banging heads. <laughs> Hi, Anna Fisher. She's listening live. Okay. <laughs> so let's go on. Uh, more with current events. Okay. So As Kiss plays in the background. <laughs> this one's a sad story, guys. Oh, no. He had a um, pretty bad uh, situation happen on Friday in Reno, Nevada. Uh-huh. Um, the death po- the death toll is currently 11 people that died during an air race crash. Right. Um, there was uh, this happens every year in Nevada. It's been going on for decades, and a fighter plane crashed during the air race, uh, killing 11 people, injuring more than seven people. It's considered the nation's deadliest racing disaster. Yeah, you know the interesting thing about that particular uh, air crash was uh, uh, you see these things happen every once in a while where during an air show because they're uh, exhibiting these fantastic acrobatics or just high speeds or whatever, and something happens to the plane or someone loses control and the planes crash. Many times they're flying planes that are, um, that are uh, what do you call it? Rebuilt Ant- engines? An- antiques or whatever. They got or, it at, yeah. at the wrecking yard. <laughs> and this was a, a, what, a World, it was a World War II era fighter plane. But the, so it was pretty old. School. But the interesting thing about this one, the, the owner of the plane who was a pilot who, who deceased actually had installed a type of flight recorder in it. And, and it also took video. So they're looking for that flight recorder and the, the little compact uh, uh, digital memory cards uh, in order to shit, that guy was skyping. That's what happened. <laughs> They're gonna find that he was skyping. He, he was texting like that. <laughs> that pilot was seventy-four years old, and he was considered like a veteran air racer. Yeah, I'll like. say <laughs> a veteran, <laughs> veteran, veterano. You know what's interesting is that there's so much sky. Eh? How are you gonna crash? <laughs> what happens is the ground comes up on you all of a sudden. All of a sudden, okay, wait a minute. Okay, our hearts go out to those people who uh, who were affected by that. Yeah, death toll currently is right now at 11, which one of the um, people who deceased was today. So oh, they uh, don't know if that's going to go up anytime in the so next. Because there's severe injuries. Severe injuries. That, severe brings injuries. Me- that brings new meaning to stay off the sidewalk, right? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I always tell people, you never know. You could walk out and a plane will land on you. You never know. You could be healthy. That is really scary to living, say, Living safely. I just say, you got to live it. You got to lick it up. Very scary. All right, next one. Okay. I'll lick lollipops. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> I could. Uh, Can I get a picture? We're, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to leave that one alone, right, guys? Um, moving on. So, this is a story coming from Victorville. Five white male administrators who were demoted or allegedly forced to resign are suing the Victorville, Victor Valley Union High School District for race and sex discrimination. So the lawsuit says that allegedly three black women on the district's board of trustees have, quote, developed an agenda to achieve what they characterize as equity to remove Caucasian administrators from the district. And I say it's about freaking time. I've been saying it forever. To remove a Caucasian? No, 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 no. I'm sick and tired of all this reverse racism, okay? Mm -hmm. It's okay for uh, minorities to say, anytime somebody says, I disagree with you, if you're of color... And the person who disagrees with you is white. People cry racism. And then all of a sudden, if there's a fight between a white boy and a black kid, if the white boy beats up the black kid, it's a hate crime. Mm. Okay? That's baloney, dude. 
If I beat you up, it's because I hate you, period. I don't care what color it is. What was you know the current event? <laughs> well, here's the deal. What's going on is there are five, wi- five white like. male administrators in a school were demoted or fired, and now they're suing because three of the, three of the people in, the, uh, in the, board of trust, the district board of trustees who made these decisions are three black women, uh-huh. and they're saying that they're being discriminated against. How often do we hear it the other way around? Somebody gets fired. Has it not happened somewhere where you guys have worked and somebody gets fired and they just come back and say, and next thing you know, they're back on the job because they just went to the union and said, oh, it was racism because I'm black or because I'm Mexican. Dude, you get fired, just go find another job. That's what I say. Unemployment but, or something. But you, too often, I've, seen it, I've seen it where, where... Like, why are you going to force it, you know? like What happens is... You, for, you, you're going to force yourself back there? Who wants to work? What do you want to work with them for? I feel the same way, and that's why I say... So why fight? But the problem is, it happens too much, pedo, and it's not—it's not—it's not cool to do it if you're white. It's not cool to do it at all. Period. No, but it's accepted because all of a sudden, too, too many companies are too afraid to 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 be uh, labeled as racist, and so they'll settle out of court or they'll let them have their jobs back. I've seen see, it that's smart. See, why fight? You know, just don't fight. No, but then you'll and be. And then a, if you get fired, forget about but it. But then they manipulate I've you. I've been fired before. If somebody, I've been laid off. But, but if, go, like, just move on. Shit. But what happens is then they manipulate you. That's you, like you know what that's like. It's like uh, it's like when 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 your 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 chick breaks up on you and you keep calling her. That's that's obsessive. What do you call it? Obsessive. Obsessive compulsive. No, yeah, but you it's know, being obsessive. It totally is. It's codependent. Here, let me finish. You're let like, me finish. <laughs> my th- the problem with this is this. Too often. The people, problem is you're fighting. Period. Let me finish this. The problem is this. Too often, I, in my opinion, you see a lot of minorities, Hispanic or black or whatever, who feel that they may have been fired or demoted based on their race. Or maybe they just use that as an excuse to get their jobs back. And it bothers the hell out of me that they do that. And I think, well, I don't know if, if these, fight, these five white male administrators have a legitimate leg to stand on. Um, you know, it's about time that these white folk fight back, man. It happens too often. Look at, um, what's that called, Jackie? Um, the reverse racism? Yeah. The, <laughs> Jackie's all when lost. You, you got to hire the quota <laughs> of minorities. lost you, eh? No, the choir, the, <laughs> hire the quota of, of minorities. Affirmative action. Affirmative action, which is wow, ridiculous. I just guessed at that one. <laughs> Affirmative action's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know what's ridiculous is that, we're, that you're all pissed off about it. That's of course, ridiculous. of course, I'm mad. It's the same thing as the other. The, the it's the reverse of the reverse. Re- no, the re- point is, it shouldn't happen. Period. About. It shouldn't happen. Period. Period. I just say that you know, it's about time that some white folk got the balls to do it because maybe Child, it'll it's set about a time we stop maybe, fighting. Maybe it sets a precedent. Finally, it'll set a precedent, and people say maybe um, companies or unions will say, okay, wait a minute, maybe we won't enter- entertain all these frivolous lawsuits because now all of a sudden the white wait folk. A second. Are getting- Where was this at? In, this was in Victorville. Okay. Do you think that those white people really represented the community there? In Victorville, California. Let me say this. I to bet th- you the, the population there, they're probably the minority. And I'm not saying that they cannot, they're not, they can, no. they have the legal right to no. be there if they're voted on there. But what's the big, you know, Here's, maybe, bottom line is maybe they just didn't fit there anymore. Victorville, right? California, for those who don't know, is a in the in the high desert and about 90 miles east of Los Angeles. And no, brother, they're mostly white folk there. They're a bunch of desert rats. Victorville. We got a lot of familia there. They're not white. (laughs) 
But we've there's been a there. lot of uh, what do they call it when you uh, witness protection over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, they alleged that they had stellar evaluations and um, that the black female administrators were had less less experience, so that it wasn't um, fair. Well, listen, I don't think that um, I don't know if those allegations are true, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying. Too often it happens the other way around, and I know and I, that it's not true the other way around. I've seen it personally in my field mm-hmm. where somebody was fired based on something that was very egregious, and he came back all of a sudden working there, and it turns out because he's black. Mm-hmm. And all he had to say is he I'm went black. to the union and said, I'm, they did it because I'm black. And that ain't right whether you're black or white. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, about time Shana, they're getting a taste of medicine. Just move on, man. <laughs> Just move on. You know? That's what I feel. Me too. I, you don't want me working here? I can go somewhere else. You know? I can make my own destiny. That's being codependent. All right. On to the next one. So we can move on to now kind of a gross story. <laughs> gross. Let's hear it. Um, so a 22-year-old a college student from Wisconsin has been charged with a felony count of um, placing visine eye drops in a water bottle used by her roommate. Which um, in turn caused her to have vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite. And she claims that she was inspired by the movie Wedding Crashers. Did they do that in Wedding Crashers? Yeah. It was a scene. It was something that happened in Wedding Crashers where, um, what's his face? Owen. Owen Wilson um, placed Visine um, Eyewater Droplets in Bradley Cooper's um, That's pretty. Water, that's pretty And stupid. he was sick. That's pretty so stupid. this is what this 22-year-old Wisconsin chick did. She didn't own it. She That's tr- real stupid. Right? She <laughs> did it initially to see if it really worked. And she saw that it worked. So this roommate went to the doctor, had no idea why she was sick, couldn't, couldn't figure it out. And um, so this student did it again. Did it again to her <laughs> no roommate. <way>. To her <laughs> roommate. And then that's when um, she went back and noticed that it probably came from the water bottle, mm-hmm. and they tested it and came up with visine. That's real stupid. Really? You, you yeah. know what, though? What I got to say is if that really makes you that sick and you put that in your eye, <laughs> I mean, what what's in it, dude? I don't know. Look, you're just chomping away. People well, are listening that, on, on the headphones. All I know is that he keeps the red out, eh? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like hair. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to work in your eye, but when you ingest it and it goes into your stomach. Not when you uh, got some really good shit, man. Sometimes all the visine you put in doesn't work. <laughs> all the visine in the world. <laughs> you wouldn't know, right, Jackie? No. I have no idea. Good. Yeah, Wouldn't my girl Jackie, she's a good girl. She's all, I didn't inhale. If you guys don't believe, <laughs> if you don't believe, go to our wall and you'll see that there's. She posted a picture of herself and and the twins from her Sunday school uh, newsletter, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a cute picture. Okay, anything else? What do we uh, got? All right. So last story of the night. So a couple from West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, was awarded $4.5 million in a wrongful birth suit. Okay. So she's suing her doctor. <laughs> how do you go? How do you have the wrong birthday suit? No. Okay, I don't get it. No. Keep, keep tight. Keep tight. I'm really a guy, r- but I should have been a girl. Wrongful <laughs> birth suit. Oh. Suit. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. Because oh, you hear Sorry. that all the time. Oh, I'm really a woman inside. <laughs> okay. As That's so a good is, birthday rock. This is against her doctor and the ultrasound technician. So the couple say that um, they were neg- negligent because they were never told that the unborn child was severely disabled, had no arms, and um, had one leg only. So because of that, oh, so they would have aborted 
is what they say. If they would have known ahead of time, they would have aborted and it would have um, avoided this child. Okay, that's freaking ridiculous. So they're suing and they won $4.5 million. $4.5 million they won. They won? They yeah, got it? they got it. They won. Here's what I got to say. It's ridiculous, first of all, that they sued. Okay. Okay, unfortunately, they, their their baby was born with birth, birth defects, right? What was it? No arms and one leg? No arms and only one leg, yeah. Okay, and they say that the doctors were negligent for yes. not telling them beforehand. Otherwise, yep. they would have aborted. Yes. I say... Cállate, cabrón. Because that's ridiculous, <laughs> okay? For one, look at... Look, here's what I got to say. The fact that the baby is healthy. Given yeah. the, he's got one limb. But the baby is, seems to be healthy. I got one limb, baby, but it's, it does a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I need, baby. It's all you ever need. <laughs> I got the right one. <laughs> oh, and, that, and that baby talks like that, too. The jury determined that the doctor was 85% negligent and the technician was 15% negligent. Okay, so that's... 15, okay, that's four limbs, right? <laughs> 85, that's a third. So what's the matter with that, so that's brother? Two, that's three-thirds. Okay, that makes they sense. They just won $4.5 million for just, like, that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like, you should be glad. Listen, if you're not glad that your hey. baby is, is, let me finish, brother, please. Okay. If you're not glad that your baby has come out healthy enough to be, you know, playing on one limb or, <laughs> or whatever, I mean, and just being uh, uh, in fellowship with you, you know, Come on, Jose. I know you've got a it's, co- it's at least one ex-girlfriend you wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind returning. <laughs> hey, you and know, Sue? You know what? No, they've all been good. They've all been good at some point. <laughs> and then they get old. And then you move on to the next. No, really. I think it's ridiculous. And the fact that the court awarded them $4.5 million sets a dangerous precedent. It opens up to more lawsuits when somebody... Stop chomping into the freaking microphone, brother. And it'll open up more lawsuits when somebody's kid comes out with the wrong color eyes or or i don't know uh, a missing finger or a cleft palate or a or a i don't know what it is they're going to say you didn't tell us you should have told us in the ultrasound so it's going to open up whether or not these lawsuits actually win or not i don't know but they're going to open up too many lawsuits and the 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 the, the, the couple that won the money bunch of ingrates man they have well, a healthy child otherwise yeah, i the, agree with you on that the palm beach post the Palm Beach Post had put up a poll um, today regarding if they believe if the wrongful life lawsuit is morally justified. 75% of visitor- visitors said no, and 25% said yes. Well, 25%? Huh? Mm-hmm. Still, it's there you go. Uh, uh, was it 75 uh, Three-quarters of people said yeah. it's ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous, just like me. That's, yep. all, that's what I got to say. <laughs> so there you go, guys. That's uh, current events for today. Wow, dude. That's what I got to uh, yep. say. Anyway, so um, um, Jackie Casas with the current events. Once again, thank you very much, Jackie. Yeah, let's hear it. Yay! Shout! Thank you, baby. Thanks, okay, guys. when we come back, um, uh, 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 did you know that Obama just uh, signed a, a, a bill to or passed a bill to streamline the patenting process? Yes, the patenting. About time. It's about time. Too often, um, industries are too are tied up in patents that they can't uh, manufacture. The problem, the problem, one of the problems with their economy is that we're not manufacturing things here anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, and therefore, are you know, we're not employing people and selling things here, and that hurts our economy. So, if patents are streamlined, 
You know, and guess what? I think that was. I think it's kind of. I think it's a good idea to you know to make it easy for our companies or you know up and coming vent, uh, business ventures, whatever you want to call it. But we need to be careful because. Because if you notice, there's a lot on the news going on of a bunch of other things that, to me, don't really matter. And this here is kind of like on the down low, kind of. What's wrong with that? Um, it, it makes it too easy for for the big corporations to sneak by patents, like patenting a seed. Oh, there you go again with Monsanto. Yes. Oh, you're going to throw a Monsanto the, in this conversation. And indeed, uh, companies like that are patenting things that you don't even know. But one of these days, you're going to be drinking water and you're going to be getting a ticket. Because we slept around arguing about some, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> some kid that got sued because it only had one limb. <laughs> okay, and and meanwhile they're sneaking in, uh, uh, doing these uh, these patents that that are really affecting our lives and 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 in, in unhealthy ways for one, and another like the genetically altered uh, seeds and stuff like that. And another is is by by uh, owning the rights. And and uh, pushing uh, the like smaller uh, companies, smaller farmers, uh, for basically uh, strong arming arming them to either do it their way or it's the highway, and their way isn't exactly in the best interest for you and I. Give me some examples, man. Give me some corn. examples. Corn is a perfect example. You know, most of the corn that we grow here, you know, we're if not the biggest, one of the biggest producers of corn we in are. the world. We are okay, but most of it. Is done has to be done uh, with uh, using Monsanto uh, seeds, uh, and if you don't use their seeds that are pantenin and and have been already genetically altered, uh, then then you're strong armed and you're you're then there's those are the lawsuits that, that 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 shouldn't happen where the big guy is suing a little guy out of their business, and and it's exactly what they did with the uh, uh, the North American trade uh, free trade agreement. The same thing happened. NAFTA. Yes, the big the biggest people that were hurt in that are the farmers. Well, Farmers yeah. in Mexico, which you know, the 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 corn corn is is a sacred a sacred plant. It's, uh, for, it's ages, food, for ages, for ages. It's food. Okay, hold on. And mean and it, it is. It's it's food, but it's being produced in the United States. But not most of it is not being used for food. It's it's being as a commodity. It's a commodity uh, for for bu- the byproducts that it produces. But but it produces and, and that. But and, corn. And that's why do you think that the the government is subsidizing these these farms to grow something that we can't eat? And it's making it a lot cheaper uh, for Mexicans to buy from here than it is for them to grow it over there, and and it's it's totally affecting the Ace, whole world. Ace, pass me those Twizzlers, please. It's it's affecting are, are you, the world. Are you eating these Twizzlers? And so what I'm saying is, Look those are the here. kind has, of things that we need to worry about. It has high fructose corn syrup. That's Indeed. the first thing in your ingredients here in those Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that while you have seen your <laughs> freaking thing. Okay, so. <laughs> Those are the kind of things that I throw- think I think we need to uh, really uh, bring consciousness into our why do you show have to th- into the Twin Empire. Why do you have to throw Monsanto into everything? Just just Monsanto, my mark my words. If if how do you say? <laughs> Forget it. Forget what? Nothing. I no was, more Monsanto. I was gonna, no, I was going to try to imitate you, but it's impossible. Anyway, so uh, we're going to we're going to give away. We're going give- to give away a CD when we come back. How are we going to give it away? Call in 626-275-TWIN. 626-275-TWIN. The first one to what call are, in. What are we giving away? Who we're, is it? We're giving away a CD of the Mojo Blues Men out of Australia. 
They kick ass. 626-275-TWIN. Also, if you want to tell, say something to my brother about Monsanto or just tell him to stop eating on the microphone, you can call in. 626-275-TWIN and you will win a CD from the Mojo Bluesman. Okay. When we come back, we've promised for a week now, right? We're going to have the, uh, they're already here, the Rock Trio Melosia. We're going to ask him if we're actually produ- pronouncing this correct uh, when we come back. But first, we're going to play one of their tunes, Rocket, brother. It's Hold called- on a second. We have a caller. You're on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Who is this? Hi, um, I'm Amber. Amber? Amber, where are you calling from? Yeah. Are you 12 years old? I'm Rancho. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you 12? What? You sound like you're 12 years old on the phone, Amber. No, I'm 16. Am- Amber, you calling for the? Are you calling for the CD, or you just want to tell Angel to stop talking about corn? <laughs> um. Well, uh, you don't have to give me a CD. I just wanted to say what's up to you guys. <laughs> Unless you want to give me a CD, you know. I mean, that's cool too. <laughs> Do you want the CD? Because the guys they signed I want it. The you I got really it, like baby. The well, you got They're it, baby. Really good. Inbox us with your your information, and we'll gladly send it out to you. And do you want to give a shout out to somebody, babe? Um, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful mother because she's so amazing and so nice, and my cousin Nicole because she's so amazing, and <laughs> my cousin Alani because I miss her a lot, and just all my family. Right on. Well, okay, so listen, Amber, yes. uh, you are a friend of ours on, Twi- on Twin Talk Show, right, on Facebook? Yes, I am. Okay, send us an inbox message with your, with your information, and we'll send you the CD. Thanks for listening. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> there, bye. There you have it. We give things away here, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, uh, uh, a special guest. They've been sitting here patiently putting up with my brother's patent conversations. Um, the the triplets Putting up with your shit. They're not man. triplets, Chate, but man. the trio rock the group one doing all the talking here. The Mr. Trio, Monopoly. The trio rock group called Melosha. They're gonna be with us, and here's one of their jams called "We Are the Chosen."
That is Melosha. We are the chosen. Rocking song. Really sounds awesome. Awesome. And, and so, ladies not- and gentlemen, please welcome Ryan David, Clark Skelton, and John Marian- Mariansky. Everybody has trouble with that. <laughs> Melosha in the house. Yeah. Shout! Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Okay, guys, <laughs> would you guys please introduce yourself to our listeners so that they know which your, voice. Your voices, who, what? I'm Ryan. I'm the one with the Australian accent. Nice. Mate. I'm Good Clark Skelton. I'm the drummer. And I'm uh, John. I play bass. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, I want to tell our listeners that if you want to check out their video, you can find their, a link to their video on our Facebook or also go to Twin Talk Tube. That's our YouTube station. It's, our, uh, it's the first video that plays um, for We Are the Chosen, which is a fantastic video. I look exceptionally good, I, I think. You do. <laughs> you were thinking the same thing. I right? was thinking okay. that. The best part for me is when you guys are walking down that, at the beginning, down that two-laner. and It's, and a, it's a runway, bro. The no, play, it's the not a runway. It's actually a road. It's a road. It's a, road. It's a two-laner. It's too narrow. And that F-16 flies like about yeah. to clip your hair. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, how, often, how many times do you have to do that to get that take right? A few times, huh? Well, it wasn't like uh, we'd like to think that they actually did that for us, but <laughs> really, <laughs> they didn't. They, <laughs> it's like a uh, it's an F twenty two. It's actually exclusive new plane that they haven't even. Yeah. It's not in production yeah. yet. But of course they did. You, you were the chosen uh, ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> because That's my good. I wasn't uh, the implication to me was you had to be somewhere in an airfield that was forbidden for you, yet. Mm-hmm. You were. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. completely. Uh, <laughs> it was Edwards Air Force Base, so we had to plan. It was planned six mm-hmm. months beforehand. It was very, very complicated to mm-hmm. to do. But yeah, they just took us out to that area to to film that particular part, and they said they do touch and goes, which is where they when they test. Oh yeah. When they test the planes, they do a move, and then they have to actually come down as though they're landing to make sure that they can still land. So, so uh, it's funny because we're talking to a rock group right now, and they're giving us a lesson on flights, <laughs> <laughs> on how to fly. The touch and go thing where they're testing, they're learning the takeoff and the yeah. landing. But, you know, before we continue, Ashley Ann Cave and, uh, ch- chimed in on Facebook. She says, I love you, Melosha. Clark, I love you, my dear. I love you all. Love you too, Ashley. And she also says, love the amazing, awesome twins. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Lots Thanks. of love in the house. So, so I want to know. Hold on a second. Is Melosha... Am, am I saying that right? You are saying that yeah. right. And what does it mean? It's a, uh, <laughs> it's actually a medical condition where you're born and one of your ears is in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a, an impending? You're kidding, right? No, I'm serious. It's an, Im- <laughs> it's an impending lawsuit. Look at it. Look at it. It's, the computer. actual, the actual definition is congenial displacement of the oracle of the ear. So okay. the inner ear part. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> no, it's like full on the ears, like on your cheek. <laughs> but it's like, oh, dude, I thought that was a tattoo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the long hair, right? Can you pierce my cheek? <laughs> <laughs> well, who, whose idea was to come up with that? I mean, uh, you just thinking some auditory name or it something? It was like Google searching, and then I was looking for something to do with different sound, different ears. <laughs> so the idea was that it's a, you know, a metaphor for sounding different. But so you guys got together back in. Okay, you came out of you came from Australia in like '03, right? That's right. Uh, why? I actually moved here with my Australian band initially. Uh huh. So we came out at the end of 2003, and then uh, that lasted for about nine months, and then uh, we all went our separate ways, and that's when I started Melosha. So and then so you put the word out, and you got one guy out of north northern South, North California and one from South California. 
well, South, we, Cal. South Cal. <laughs> South Cal. Everyone, well, everyone, everyone, when I moved here first, I knew um, the blokes from Alien Ant Farm, so I spent a lot of time in Riverside. Uh-huh. So I met a lot of people in Riverside. Mm-hmm. So I met John through a bunch of those people. So pretty much everyone who formed the band, we already knew each other when, when uh, we started. So it wasn't like I put ads in papers or anything like that. Let me ask you. John Mariansky, the drummer. No, let me ask you. Is, is that true? Did that really happen? Ba- bass, player. bass player. Oh, bass player. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, you gentlemen, you as my brother so stuffs well. his face, doesn't it bother you guys <laughs> that he's stuffing his face even during the interviews? I, I am right now. <laughs> That's why we got in on the cookies now, because we knew we'd be doing more talking. We'd have more time to eat. <laughs> Will you stop with that, bro? Come on. You're I'm killing sorry, me. Man. So, uh, okay, Melosha, I mean, it's, you, you guys come from here. You got an Australian singer, guitarist. You're the drums. Mm-hmm. Clark and, and Skelton. Clark Skelton from the drums. Are you no ho? Is that what I heard? Uh, from Northern California. Northern California. And, yeah. and he ain't no Riverside. ho. <laughs> Riverside. It's actually a town called Ripon, California. It's like 12,000 people. R- what's it called? Ripon. Uh, shout out to Ripon. Yeah, Ripon. Ripon is real. Right <laughs> we love hey, it when Ripon. Hey, guys. Uh, how's this when we're there? Anna Fisher out of uh, San Bernardino County says, Woo, I'm really digging this song. Nice. 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 Now, you know, we... It we chooses you. It has chosen you. Well, you guys got you guys you got chosen. together and uh, you got together and pretty much immediately, uh, almost immediately, you, you made an album every waking moment. That's right. And then toured. Like, I don't know how many cities, like I saw the list on your website. And I just decided to stop counting. <laughs> How do you guys, I mean, you guys had, I know two of you knew each other, but then you didn't know them that much. And all of a sudden you're just touring touring yeah. with these guys. Touring into a van, you know. <laughs> Was it like one of those things where that's, you know, did you guys know that you, you, had, you were going to click or you were going to say this, we're going to either click or not? Uh, you know, kind of like the, the, the gold test. What do they call it? Let, the litmus test. Let, <laughs> let them talk. You're making the assumption <laughs> yeah, that we you... all get along. Awesome. <laughs> as soon as it, like two weeks ended, I just wanted to go back home. <laughs> I hate your face. Yeah. <laughs> just like, leave me alone. <laughs> Why is the bass player always the quietest? I'm trying to get him to ask a question now. You... <laughs> I was pointing. Ask him about MMA. He'll no, talk. no, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that I get in trouble a lot for the things that I say. This, so. this is know, internet. Not, I'm really... You're like, on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel <laughs> in a garage <laughs> in the internet. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Just don't talk about Last my mother. Last we did a podcast, I had to edit you out of it. Yes, I did. <laughs> a, he was drunk, and B, he said a lot of bad words. That always helps, too, if you're a little drunk or stoned or something. Well, if you look us up on iTunes, you'll see that there's an explicit uh, little label on it. So. Cool. I want to nice. talk about your album, um, in Valor and Virtue, which is one of the songs we heard out of um, We Are the Chosen, you're, it's it's a 12-song album released in three parts, and the first part is free on your website. Well, how did you guys come up with this? And uh, Go on. Well, people steal music anyway, so we might as well give it away for free. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just want so. as many people to hear it as possible. And, I mean... And it's, just, it's awesome. Yeah, we, I mean, you know... We're just trying to just give people a little bit of light in their life, you know. But also breaks up the um, recording process. uh, I mean, going in and recording 12 songs, it's like systematically you would do all the drums, then all the guitar, and it can be pretty overbearing, like just too much work. And Mm -hmm. 
don't know, just take, and they all end, up, all end up sounding like very, very similar because you did them all in the same session. So the idea was to do four and then, uh, I don't think we were planning to release it initially, but it took so long because mm-hmm. um, we were doing it at a studio where we had uh, we had to kind of get in on their spare time mm-hmm. um, and it took a lot longer to do. So we decided we would just uh, put those four out, do some shows and then go back in and do yeah, four more. Shout out to uh, Jeff Hannon and... Uh Max Cohen. Yeah, Max, because they did an amazing job on it, and they Jeff did it Hannon. all for free. Yeah. And, and let's let's talk about the last song, because it is a rocking song, and this is a song that you've introduced our listeners to. There's a story behind that. Mm-hmm. We Are the Chosen. It's based on some servicemen or uh, a U.S. Um, soldiers. Tell us about that. The whole, uh, the whole record's actually a, a based on two real-life people from World War II. So we're talking about a whole concept album yeah. then. It's kind of like the I've kind of created characters, uh, two characters based on these people um, to tell stories. And it's not so specific that it says this happened or that happened. or You know, the artwork kind of says, you know, World War Two, but um, it's more about, you know, that time period was such a... Uh, such an enormous part of our history and the emotions that I mean it was such a huge thing for people that went through it mm-hmm. and I think a lot it's just more about conveying the emotions of those times like tragedy and like there was a lot of romance involved like you know people got married and then <clears throat> you know they go to war will you ever see him again it was sort of more tapping into the emotional side of it it's very interesting to hear I that because it. people forget at least that we live here in the United States World War Two was World War there was ally, our allies were, and you're Australian uh, yep. Australians also played a big part in, and you know, they have a military for goodness sake. Well, our, if it wasn't for the U.S., we, you know, stopping Japan, Australia would have been taken over. <laughs> right, right. So, and so, great name, in valor, in, in valor and Virtue. So who are these two Vatos? Are they a fictional uh, uh, guys or are they actually, you know, some guys you hung around with, the, had, <laughs> had a couple of beers and <laughs> it inspired this album? The uh, wish, uh, Well, one was the was Richard Winners. He was the main character in Band of Brothers, oh, the okay. TV series, but yeah. he, that's based on real people. He actually just passed away. Okay. Um, so he was a big thing in, you know, 101st Airborne, uh-huh. Easy Company. Um, and then the other blokes, his name was Quinton Anderson, and he, if you see a PBS documentary called The War, he's uh, he was a P-47 fighter pilot in World War Two. So just their stories were really compelling to me. Awesome, and the songs are, are dope. Too. Yeah, they talk about songs. I have, we're gonna, I have one track queued up called No Regrets from your album, in, in Valor and Virtue. And how does this story fit in? What story is this uh, in that concept album? This is just sort of like, you know, basically saying stand by your you know decision if you you know don't look back and say I made the wrong choice and in the case of this character it's like being apart from the person that you want to be with Sorry right. with your decision so here it is ladies and gentlemen no regrets from Melosha
Yeah, that's a great jam. No regrets, baby. No regrets. Thank awesome, you. dude. That's, yeah. that's how we should live our lives. No regrets. Okay. No regrets. I dig the sound, man. I when I when we when I first we first got in contact, I uh, I I watched the first of all, I was impressed with the video. But a great song. I was rocking with it. Thank We're going to do another video for that song, actually. Yeah. Hopefully here pretty soon. With a very talented individual named Joe Deach. He's the director. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Cool. So tell us about that. What's that? What's, you know, I, I, I love to hear stories. We hear stories all the time about what it's like to tour and, and, and everyone's piled up in a van. But what's a music video scene for you guys? <laughs> really cold that day, <laughs> and very it was windy, windy man. Really windy. Yeah, and we re- and we had these mics that were like these. What were those mics? I don't know what model they but are. They were like fifties like style yeah. Elvis mic. They were like an old school, you know, like fifties right. thing. And uh, you know, it was at the end of the day, and they started blowing over, and they actually were like hidden, and we don't own them, so we had to give them back the next day. Dented up. They ran them from my work, yeah. so I'm bringing them back, and they're all jacked up. I'm like, oh, I'm and sorry. You know, and there were like people, you know, you know, working on helicopters and stuff, just kind of like watching, hanging out. Just like, hey, guys. So you're getting some love here from Domo uh, on yeah. Facebook. He's saying love yeah. to Melosha, loads of love, and to oh. my boys, Twin Talk. Also, a Matthew Masterson's chiming in saying, Melosha rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Anna Fisher wants to chime in and say to my brother Angel with regards to eating, don't worry, Angel, I'm stuffing my face right now. Hey, Anna. Keep it to yourself, baby. Shoot. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. Otra vez, And a Fisher Rocks. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so you, what's going on? I mean, you guys, are, are, you, ready, are you ready to hit a tour or show or, 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 or what's, ne- what's the plans for Melosha? Uh, basically, right now, we're just uh, getting back in gear. Like, we were off for about two years just writing and just getting stuff together, you know. And now we're back. Uh, we just played a really uh, successful show at the Roxy. Nice. Right on. Thanks to at the Roxy. They really, they really help us a lot, and we're really appreciative of that. And just now, uh, we have some people helping us, um, gonna uh, help us get our stuff out there. We've never really properly went out there and just kind of, you know, make it happen. So now we're just really. Uh, happy about that and just gonna see what the future holds you know just kind of day by day what's we, a, what's a show like what is a Belosha show live show the tracks rock audio orgasm <laughs> <laughs> that's the first two words people, people would just like, drop them right in front of us <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah lots of boobs after the show everybody's smoking a cigarette yeah. lots of tits <laughs> lots of TNA yeah. <laughs> and then I gotta go to one of those shows then. serious dance moves what's it like John it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Get him for a serious answer. No, 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 it's it's a lot of energy. You guys, uh, next time we have one, hopefully have one coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll invite you guys out. Maybe you guys do a. Uh, Look at a live talk there. Right, yeah. be kind of cool. Be right. fantastic. We'll promote it and get some people there. Yeah, we just want to have people have a good time, you know, because the music is, you know, there's there's a lot of depth there, so. We're just trying to like have you know it's it's you know it's the mu- serious, the music's but we want to at, yeah. at the same time you know want people to have a you know like a vibe you know uh-huh. it's like you know fun it, we and definitely want to want to hang out after you know so we're trying to convey that it a is lot, pretty uplifting you know? man I felt really good I was listening to your stuff all day long today yeah. before yeah. we move I'm gonna be I'm gonna low shit out when they come yeah. over here what yeah I, <laughs> what I, I want to um, go back a little bit to the album I forgot to mention because it, it's sort of the way you guys have put it out it's twelve song album like my brother said but you're putting it out in three parts mm-hmm. sort of like the old Harkening back to the old serial novels, mm-hmm. where you get part one, part two, part three, mm-hmm. talk about World War Two. Why th- why do it that way? Uh, I th- I think the reason we're doing it that way is because uh, it, it's less 
for people to focus on. I think uh, in the digital age, like you know, there's no sequential playback. Like mm. it's like people can just skip through songs and that's download right, the, right. the one song that they want. And so it's sort of rather than I think people's attention spans have kind of gotten a little little shorter. So putting it out, <laughs> putting it out in little sizable. You know, edible pieces is a bit easier than like, hey, here's 12 songs. And, well, you know, I think that's fantastic because you're right. Nowadays, people are, uh, with the advent of digital audio and everything, people are just downloading songs. And the idea of so-called concept al- albums are over. And even albums that weren't the so-called concepts, every album, at least when we were growing up, I remember I used to listen to it front and back, they paid attention to the sequence of the yeah. songs. You know, and there's not. I remember opening it, the album, and and when you rip it and you're pulling it out, and the smell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then you read the. Uh, Reminds mm-hmm. me of a chick I went out with. I don't. Want to <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <A little> snapper. <laughs> no, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. And you were the chosen. <laughs> So you know what we're gonna play. We have a little bit of time left. We're gonna play a little bit of your last track. Unless Angel's got another. Article. No, I. I, I but I'm, before we do, you want to pimp whatever, whatever uh, social media you have or any shows in, uh, or anything. Uh, we have some tentative things coming up. Uh, right now, we're just trying to focus on um, you know these new songs we have. We have a bunch of new songs, and uh, we want to record them as soon as possible just to keep them going so, so we'll be recording and playing live yeah so time. so where could they find out uh, all the latest melosha.com on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash melosha that's m-e-l-o-t-i-a and then twitter.com forward slash melosha right and, on and here is the track one more time from in valor and virtue by melosha
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Kick back and listen. And now it's time for Angel's Chill Lounge. Give it a go. What's stopping you? Money? Money comes and goes. And so will your chance if you don't give it a go. Time? Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. The time is now. Fear? Albert Einstein said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but to move in spite of it. So, give it a go. Move passionately within it and become it. Chill. One love. Angels Chill Lounge, ladies and gentlemen. And that brings to end another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Thanks. Thanks for being there again. And for all our new listeners, please come back. Check out all our podcasts. Go to www.twintalkcast previous podcast or go to iTunes because we are iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And you know what? Uh, we really appreciate our guests, Melosha, who are in the house here today for coming in. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thanks for thank you very us. much. Thanks for having us. Very much. Wow, look at that. They're still here, even. <laughs> we appreciate you. Can we uh, move in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, bring your own beer, Holmes. <laughs> and the beer there, buddy. <laughs> right on. Also, Jackie Casas <laughs> in the house doing the chill, I mean, the current events. <laughs> Hi, Thanks baby. for having me, guys. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Thanks to Gus Johnson. And you know what, guys? Go to TwinTalkCast.com to listen to all our old shows. And tune in next week on Tuesday, 7 p.m. on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel for something else. Right, brother? We got the goods. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Shoo!